Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. When it comes to purpose, most motivational speakers I know don't mention the devil at all. But the Bible said in 1 John chapter 3 and the verse number 8 that the, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And we looked at Jesus and the Bible said in the book of Acts how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And one day in Luke 13, from the verse number 10, Jesus is teaching in the synagogue and a woman comes who had an issue of the blood for 18 years. And true to the prophecy concerning his life, Jesus said, woman, you are loose from this, your infirmity. And the woman was set free. So we got to realize that apart from Jesus Christ casting out devils in his purpose, that Children of God are supposed to be casting out devils also and dealing with the devil's agenda in our purpose. So he said something like, if I, by Beelzebub, cast out devils, then by whom do your children cast out devils? And he said, they shall be your judges. But if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, then no doubt the kingdom of God is upon you. So... We close by saying, he told the disciples, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They will speak with new, they will take up serpents. They shall speak with new tongues. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay their hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. So we spoke about the fact that Jesus Christ in executing his purpose, he dealt with the works of the devil. But in this second assembly, we want to find out the works of the devil are the assignment or the agenda of the devil. Why is the devil on earth? What is he doing? What is his mission? What is his purpose? People think the devil is here giving people money and they call it sikedru or ritual murder, ritual money. The devil doesn't give money. That is not why he's here. People think, oh, well, you can use um, dubious means, you can use juju and you can use dangerous spirits and get healing. The devil is not here to heal. They think you can use the devil and go into magic and witchcraft and get promotion. The devil is not here to promote. Huh? I hear some people say, oh, even church, you know, that there's some, something behind the church and some people are using demonic means to build church. The devil doesn't build church. Anything you see the devil pretending to give, either money, position, religion, Anything the devil pretends to do, his assignment is defined in three ways. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. If he gives you something that looks like healing, he will kill you eventually. If he gives you something like money, he will kill you eventually. He will eventually steal the money from you, kill you, and destroy you. The devil has agenda which is manifested in just three ways to steal to kill and to destroy and in order to fulfill this agenda the devil uses one major tool listen the, satan has many strategies but there is one 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 there is one from the beginning that is the most powerful tool 
the devil uses for his agenda. And that is lying. Lying. Many people have suddenly forgotten about lying. No, we, we don't talk about lying. We, we don't see the devil as a liar. He's a slanderer. He's a liar. He's an accuser. It's amazing. I, I'll be telling you some things today that will shock you. I'll tell you some things that will shock you. So the Bible said he does not come but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And he said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have life more abundantly. Now, he executes that agenda by lying. So one day Jesus was speaking to some people in John chapter 8 verse 44. And he said, you are of your father the devil. That, that is the first time they realized that Satan had children without a wedding. And he had children without a wife. How, how did the devil get children when he has no wife? You are a child of the devil, not because the devil produced you with a woman, but because you carry the nature, the characteristics, and the DNA of the devil. So you are of the, your father the devil, and the last of your father you will do. That means there is a certain nature you can get, and you can change. That is you. You are a fornicator, that is you. You are a liar, that is you. You are a thief, that is you. You are a gossip, that is you. Unless you are born again and you become a new creature, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So you are of your father the devil, and the last of your father you will do. Now watch this. He was a murderer from the beginning. Keep this in your mind. He was a murderer from the beginning. That means from the very first time he is mentioned in the scripture, he was a murderer rebellion in heaven from the very first time he appeared in the garden of eden he was a murderer i'm about to show you something here you see because this scripture he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him when he speaketh a lie he speaketh of his own for he's a liar and the father of it that means lies started with the devil before the devil lied, there were no lies. He's the father, the inventor, the originator of lies. And the Bible said he was a murderer from the beginning. So if you want to understand how he was a murderer from the beginning, I think the story in heaven where he led um, a rebellion and he led, an, he led a coup d'etat and he was cast down. When we do that, because it has to do with angels, and it had to do with Angel Michael fighting him, and it had to do with one third of the stars, you get confused and get mangled in all that theology, and you don't know what to make of it. But I think that when I go to the beginning, and I don't talk about how he fell from heaven, but I talk about his activity in the Garden of Eden, you will understand that one better. So let's take the beginning to be the Garden of Eden. That the devil goes there, and when he says he's the father of lies, that word in the Greek is sedos, and it means lies, it means falsehood, it means deceit. I'll be coming to some things very interesting. 
So we want to look at the lying serpent or the lying devil. You see, when you read the, the, the account in the, in the book of Revelation, and he said, and there was war in heaven, and the devil fought with his angels, and you immediately begin to imagine either a horror movie or an action movie. And you can't make a sense of that because you, you don't encounter the devil wrestling with somebody or see dragons and, and huge snakes and pythons. But I'm telling you people, as for lies, you encounter them every day and sometimes you contribute. How many of you have contributed to a lie before? Okay, put your hand down. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Now the lying serpent. And you will see the experience of Adam and Eve. And it shows the way Satan fulfills his agenda. I'm talking about the way he fulfills his purpose. He employs the same strategies that are founded on lies. Has God said. And then he lies. You shall not surely die. It's a lie. So the Bible said now, the serpent was more subtle. Subtle means crafty. It means cunning. It means intelligent. It means clever. The devil does not use a knife. He uses intelligence. Brain. Craftiness. Craftiness. When the devil wants to get you, he doesn't shoot a gun. <laughs> he manipulates your mind. Your emotions. And he uses intelligence. He will let you see blue and he will tell you it's black. You see white and you say it's green. That's the devil. He's the father of lies. And he uses the lies to murder. Now so, the serpent was more subtle than any beast in the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, has God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But the tree, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. But God does know that in the day that you eat thereof, your eyes will be opened and you will be as God's, knowing good and evil. Okay? So God had told them, the day you eat this fruit, you are going to die. Now, people, when the devil comes to lie, there are two things you must examine. You see, when he lies... It's not easy to tell that the devil is lying because the devil doesn't come to you and when this thing is um, white and he's going to tell you it is black, he won't tell you black because if he tells you black, you will know. So the devil will come and start accusing the hands that handle the towel. That the hands that handle the towel are contaminated with coronavirus. That one, you cannot see the virus, so you start believing. The first thing I want you to examine when you are dealing with the devil is spirituality. Examine spirituality. Listen, I have been in church for long 
since 1980. And I can tell you, the most dangerous human beings in the church are the so-called spiritual ones. Oh, they are the people. When preaching is going on, they are the first to pray. They will kneel down, na, 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 na. They will cry. God is here. So look at the devil. Let's, let's go back to, the, to, to, to that text. And the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God made. So God made him. The liar is ordained by the church. The liar is an elder in the church. The liar has God assigned to his name. The liar is a priest. The liar is a pastor. The liar is a prophet. The liar is a teacher. The liar says it's God that called him. The liar puts God upon himself. This one, the Bible said, the devil or the serpent was subtle, but it was God that made him. Can I tell you this? Sometimes the devil or the liar has an ordination certificate. Oh, say, One day I was here when a woman called me from Accra. Pastor Isu, talk to your son. Talk to your son. Your, your, your beloved son is here. He wants to talk to you. He came to pray for me. He, he wants to talk to you. Then I said, what is his name? They mentioned the name of the beloved son. I don't know him. And they put him on the line. He came. Yes, Papa. Yes, Papa. Yes, Papa. Later on, I called, the woman called me again. Pastor Isu, do you really know him? I said, I don't. But you put me on the spot. I don't know him. I've never seen him. I've never heard his name. But he's my son, spiritual son, carrying an anointing which resembles my own. So the devil, God made that serpent. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said, He's now pretending to know the word of God. As God. And listen to me. Liars can quote scriptures. They know the Bible the way you don't know it. And every time you see them, they'll be on their iPad. What are you listening to? I'm just listening to Pastor Jesus' message. Look, I love that man of God. I'm just listening to Dr. Menzo Tabon. I love that man's wisdom. And their ringtone is a prayer. When their phone rings, it's a prayer. Listen, if you're not a hypocrite and a pretender, why do you need tongues as your ringtone? Out of their belly shall flow rivers of water, not out of their food. And to them, Omudi Nyamidi, Ekatakataniamaso. As soon as you meet them, shall we pray? One of the things I don't like at all in my life is when somebody sits in front of me and we are going to have a conversation and I have started talking and then this careless human being who has arranged themselves to sit in my presence now remind me, Daddy, shall we pray before? 
Ade mu ye noe. Enti mu nimse mi nimse e o se e bompa ye. But you see, I don't want that hypocritical life. We are talking, let's talk. Stop, stop, stop this your thing. Stop, stop this your thing. Stop this your and God, 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 God. Everything God. Hey, their skirt is a Christian skirt. Their kaba is Christian kaba. When I say Christian slate, I mean the one which is big enough to be parachute. Sometimes we are both duku. Take duku. A woman's hair must not be exposed. They don't use makeup. Hmm? No lipstick. No, no powder. No, even perfume. They don't use because it will attract the devil. Their work is Christian work. Pastor Mike, I have never seen a liar in churches who didn't look spiritual. They are the first to cry. They will come, kneel down, they will weep. Ushers will surround them, carry them, console them. They will refuse to be consoled. They will go back to their seats still crying. Lord, your presence is here. If they happen to be your wife or your husband, you are in trouble. If they are your husband, they will be chasing women and they say they are praying. Look, this is just prayer. It's nothing. We are just praying. And you can't talk. If she's an adulterer, she will attend prayer meeting in the name of, in the name of prayer. She will carry her Bible. You think she's going to prayer meeting? She's going to a man's house. They put God in everything in order to make you believe their lie, they have to attach God to it, then you can believe it. Today, I exercise every false spirit and false spirituality from every man, every woman, under the sound of my voice, in the name of Jesus, if you shout an name and you are free. Spirituality has, has, has God said, has God said, that, that when you eat this fruit, has God said, has God said, you shall not eat of every tree in the garden. Then he lied. He, he said, the woman said, we shouldn't eat it. We should not even touch it. And the woman said, that, look, at, look at what the serpent said in the verse number four. Verse five. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. You will not die. For God knows that in the day you eat of the fruit, you will be like God. Now watch this. You will not surely die. He's even quoting the word. You will not die. But the Bible said he was a murderer from the beginning. But you see, on the day of, on the, day of the temptation in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve ate the fruit, they died. Now this is where I want to shock you. He was a murderer from the beginning. Shall we examine the first murder case of the devil? The first time God murdered a human being, there was no knife, no gun, 
no cutlass, no witchcraft, no bloodshed. But human beings died. And up till today, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And all human beings are dead in trespasses and sins. So when he said he was a medra from the beginning, ladies and gentlemen, medra from the beginning, examine the first medra. And when you examine the first murder case, they died and didn't even know they died. They were still producing children. Didn't know they died. Adam knew his wife and they produced children. They didn't know they were dead. Up till the time of Noah's flood, they did not know they were dead. Up till the time before Jesus Christ came and redeemed us, man didn't know that they were dead. It will shock you that while I'm talking to you today. Many of us are dead, but we don't know we are dead. Oh, you are doing business, but you are dead. Oh. He has killed you. He has killed you. you. No, when your spiritual senses are dead, you are not alive unto righteousness. The love of God has disappeared from you. You are just walking about no holiness, no purity, nothing. Listen, you are dead. So Jesus said, write to the church in Sardis and tell them, you have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. Today, I ask myself a question. How many dead people are sitting in our churches and we have them on our church register? Oh, we have 3,000 members. 2,500 are dead. Ideally, their name should be in the book of obituary. You are counting things that are dead. You are, you are counting things that are not alive. How many of the people sitting in our churches have the conscience that is alive? We are dead. That is why during the church service, gossip will be taking place. During the church service, somebody has made up their mind. They will rebel anyway. We are dead. And that day, Adam and Eve ate the fruit. The word of God came to pass, they died. The Bible said he was a murderer right from the beginning. And in the beginning, this is the way he murdered. That they were alive, but they were dead. A pastor was telling me a story. He said a woman was going to divorce her husband. And a prophet called her. And she was standing in front of the prophet. And the prophet said, forgive your husband. And don't leave the marriage. She told the prophet right in front of the service, I have forgiven him, but for marrying him, no. She told the prophet right in the, in the church. These are the ones we call members. These are mortuaries we are running and we call it a church. Tell somebody your own may be a mortuary. Tell them we are sitting in mortuaries. Mortuaries we call churches. Yet we make a zikum. Like Belmin Lebcock, you are dead. It's not left of you turning into a ghost. And some of you, that is why you are ghosts in the churches. This Sunday you are dead. The next Sunday you are not dead. The following Sunday you are not dead. You and ghost who appears and disappears. What is, what is the difference? Like Somebody's listening online. What is that? I want to show you I'm a fra-fra man. Pure. Pure, 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 pure blood. Dead. 
And I see, when you preach the word of God, it doesn't mean anything to them. And sometimes when they walk out, they think they are smart. Oh, you know, me, daddy said it, but, you know, you are dead. You can't hear. You are in a mortuary. Don't that look nice? Coffins look nice. Graves look nice. They tile the graves. And they put gold color on the coffin. You see, the human being is so stupid that even in their death, they are still stupid. Listen, when we are dead spiritually, look at the way we pretend. Somebody met me and said, um, Brother Sud, you know, your gray hair, if you could dye it a bit. I, I said, I'm not one of those pretending I won't die. Keep dying, you will die. <laughs> Keep dying your hair. The day death comes, you go and die the death. I said, me, I want my gray hair. I want my gray hair. The gray hair is only telling me that one day I will go to the grave. Gray, grave. Die. Die the hair. You will die. When I stand in front of the mirror and see these gray hairs, I number my days. And I tell myself, I'm not a young boy. I cannot do what young boys and stupid guys do. I'm numbering my days so that I will apply my heart to wisdom. Listen, we pretend, we pretend we are alive to the point that when we are even dead, we still pretend. We use granite for the grave. And we want to bury, we want to be buried in the most luxurious cemetery exclusive cemetery so when you are alive you live in Trasaco Valley when you die you want in the Trasaco Valley where the prestigious are buried and then when you die you want to pretend they should carry you to your hometown what are they taking to your hometown you can't even see the road but Zimio Korean border you're like bag of corn they are carrying to your hometown listen human beings stop deceiving yourself when they take you to your hometown and bury you maggots will eat you like anywhere else he has made life easy for for us why are we going to complicate it because there are others who die and they say don't take me to the grave at once take me slowly <laughs> i don't want to go so you see them Then they pretend the corpse is pushing them backwards. By the time a person dead is pushing you backwards, it means you are more dead than what you are carrying. <laughs> it may, uh, kum, it may, oh, am I preaching anything at all? <laughs> you, shall, you shall not surely die. So you, so you see, so you see, you see, the man, spirituality, you will not die. Look at Corona. The devil is still saying you will not surely die. I have met people. I, me, this corona can't kill me. Meanwhile, at the time he 
saying corona can kill him. He has malaria. So you have plasmodium parasite. But you think you cannot get coronavirus. He said corona can kill him by sneezing. You can get common cold. You are saying, listen, be careful. Take care of yourself. If you have to sanitize your hands, do it. You have to close your nose, do it. Don't be walking. I will surely, I will not surely die. I will not surely die. That is the devil's lie. Be careful. Take care of yourself. Somebody appears in front of you, says they won't cover the nose. Look for plasterboard. Cover your nose. Let him sit down with his bad luck. And you know, sometimes you are ash, you are embarrassed. Somebody has sat in front of you. The person hasn't covered his nose. Because he doesn't care to die. By the time thousands are falling on your side, when they fall like this and fall like this, you yourself, you can't pass. You cannot go to the right and you cannot go to the left because you are surrounded by heaps of corpses. That is why in fighting against COVID-19, we are not thinking about we. We are not thinking about you. We are thinking about humankind in general. We are thinking in your case, you are the power. You have the anointing. The glory of God is upon you. How about the whole of humankind? So when we sit here and we cover our noses, it is not because individually we are afraid of Corona, but we must set an example to the whole world that we are fighting a common disease. And we are fighting a common enemy. Come on, clap your hands and shout it. And, 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 and then the devil is busy. Ah, ah, you, will, you will not surely die. You will not surely die. You are speeding in a car. And the devil is saying you will not surely die. In the garden of Eden, the devil did not shed blood. Oh. The devil is going to kill. And we are talking about accident. Plane crash. We are talking about sickness. And dying physically. But when he said he was a murderer from the beginning. Blood was not shed. There was no accident. There was no arm robbery. Human being died. And continued walking. As if he wasn't dead. I pray. That God will bring you to the place. Where he will remove this false spiritual spirit. You see, I call it spiritual hypocrisy. There's nothing wrong with being spiritual, but I'm talking about the hypocrisy. And sometimes, when people can't see the way you see it, you say they are not spiritual. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.